0: Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much for being here today. I will tell you right after service today, if you want to be water baptized, meet me in room 103. If you want to be water baptized, meet me in 103. We're going to have a water baptism service uh, next Sunday. And so if you've been waiting to be water baptized, as many of you have, please uh, be in this orientation meeting. I would appreciate that. Now, I am so excited today to have two of my favorite people in the world uh, here with us today. Uh, Bob and Missy Reed. Now, Bob is not prepared for this because we asked Missy to come give her testimony, but I'm going to have Bob just take just a minute as they, they come up in just a moment. Now, they were in our church in Hot Springs, and you'll find out they went through. Anybody ever heard that program, Teen Challenge? Yeah, yeah. Now yeah, we got some graduates here. So, um, they were in, uh, Bob was in the, the program. Well, something unique happened that day that never has happened to me before or since. He was coming in the. Uh, I didn't even know it was him. The Lord just said, "Call out a person named Reed." Do you remember this, Bob? I hope so, because it was it was one of those unique moments. And so they came in, the crowd about like this. He was sitting. They were sitting. I said, "There's somebody in here named Reed. I don't know if it's your first name or your last name. I never met him. I said, "Stand up and do it now." And he stood up, and I just I don't know what I even said because the Lord did not. All I was thinking in myself, "Is Lord, I hope you know what you're doing." Because I don't know anybody named Reed, first name or last name, and the Lord didn't even tell me what to say until you stood up. And then the Lord just gave Bob a word and and whatever that word was, it took and Bob had already uh, God had already captured his heart and he he was he was moving forward and he just retired from team challenge just uh, just a few years ago. He had been out there for 20 years. So you guys come, missy Bob come. Bob, I just want you to greet the folks today. Y'all come on up here. Come on up here. And then uh, then Missy's going to share today. Just just take your liberty. Just take a minute and say hello. And, you know, I might give them a little bit of what God's done for you. No
1: problem. I came out of 30 years of drug addiction, and God allowed me to go to Teen Challenge. And when I left Jonesboro, going to Hot Springs, I did not know what I wanted, but I knew what I didn't want. And that's a great place to start, even if you don't know. God showed me what I wanted. When I walked in there, there's people raising their hands and singing And I'm thinking, this is weird. (laughs) But before I left Teen Challenge, a 14-month program, I was raising my hands and singing because I know what God has done for me. I kept saying to Missy, just because I think it was the Lord, look what the Lord has done. He healed my body, he touched my mind, and he healed me just in time. But Team Challenge meant so much to me and still means so much to me because I know that I know that I know. If I hadn't completed Team Challenge, I wouldn't have this new life, So I have to give God all the honor, all the praise, and all the glory.
2: Thank you, baby. I love you. Thank you. Praise God! Thank you for doing that. I love that. I just want to go ahead and um, honor your pastors. I hope y'all know how awesome they are. I mean, I feel like I have sat under some of the best pastors ever. Like I got my foundation with them. And I know they remember when I walked in that church, broken. I'll just go ahead and and tell y'all a little bit. I was bound, scarred. When I walked in that church, I was bald-headed. My teeth was knocked out. I was bruised from head to toe. I had nothing but stripper clothes. I mean, God had to put me back together again. They had to do an offering to get my teeth. I'm just saying, I'm not ashamed. I was bad broken, so messed up. My whole body is scarred where I have a uh, shot up in my legs. I mean, everywhere. I was walking death, okay, and thought I was beautiful. <laughs> I'm just saying, literally, some of the people that were singing on the stage at church, they said, what in the world did Judy Hibbs drag into the church? That's what I looked like. And God began to transform my life. No, I just, I just have to say how excited I am to be here. Because, listen, I should have been dead. I deserved death in hell, and I should have been dead. And tomorrow is my anniversary, not only with God but with my husband. When I first met Bob in the church, I fell in love with his testimony. And I asked God if I should marry this man. We were just friends, and we're teaching the kids together and stuff. And I said, "Bob." So one day I was having this Bible study in my house, and I just asked Bob. I said, "Hey, um, when did you get saved?" And he said, "July 17th." And I was like, "What? No, wait a minute. Now, That was the day he went into Teen Challenge, right? And gave his heart to the Lord. Um, Pastor baptized him and everything. And I had to run in there and get my old Bible where I had wrote down July 17th was the day that I came to the church and got saved, but he got saved in 2000. I got saved 2002, okay, and then tomorrow, so we waited till 2005, okay, and got married on that same day, so I get to honor my Lord today and tell y'all my story and what God's doing now because tomorrow I'll have 21 years with the Lord. Listen, 21 years, I've never touched another drug. He delivered me from cigarettes. He delivered me from everything, okay? Um, God is just so good and He's so faithful. Now, before I get started, I I feel like the Lord dropped a word into my spirit. Um, Yesterday morning, me and Bob was talking about the Lord and talking about our, our journey, and I'm thinking, wow, you know, it's been a journey to get where I'm at today with the Lord, Not where I'm at, but where I'm at with him, okay? It's been a journey. Matter of fact, everybody in here is called. Y'all have a purpose for God, and you're all called by the Lord, right? And I'm going to go ahead and highlight. I hope this is okay. I'm going to highlight. Is your name Yvonne or Yvonne? Yvonne. Yvonne. I'm going to go ahead since the Lord highlighted you this morning and your testimony is a lot like what my testimony is. Um. The Lord told me that there's someone here that needs to hear this today. Okay, we got to pick up our sword, right? We got to pick up our sword. We got to start whooping that devil. We got to get our mind off all of our distractions and off all of our all of our problems, right? And pick up our sword, and we got to go out there, and we got to lead souls to Jesus. Okay, it's really what it's all about. Is about. It's not about us. Once we get saved, it's about souls, right? I want to tell you a few things I've had to go to, go through before I tell you what God's, you know, what I came from, more of what I came from, and what I'm doing now for the Lord. The reason I'm still standing here today, okay, is because I kept pushing and I kept saying yes to God's will. It's not going to be easy. You're going to have to fight for it. I see you up here singing, and that's just, just so amazing. But there's more. God has more for you, okay? I'm like Andrea. Andrea, when she preached and she said, I'm a no not you know, I've been delivered from me and I know it all. I'm a no-not now. I'm a no-not. I knew not what God was going to do in my life, okay? But let me tell y'all something. I want you to fight for your calling because the enemy has put placed people in my life, even from the church, that try to tell me, quit giving your testimony. Stop doing your testimony. You're not that no more. When God is continually, countless of times, opening up doors for me to share my testimony, okay? They tell me, you don't need to talk about that stuff in the church because I was a prostitute, okay? And I go in, and I, my, my calling, like what I love to do is to go into these women's centers. I go into the men's treatment centers, and I go into the women's treatment centers, and I warn them about Jezebel, Jezebel because I was controlled by her, okay? I was full of evil spirits. And I just want you to tell you that you got to fight for it, and you got to fight for it. And it's not been easy. I'm going to go ahead and throw a couple funny stories out here because I know y'all can remember the first time I came to your church. (laughs) That was funny. I mean, I can remember even the first time I came here, I didn't want to stand in front of y'all because I love them and I look up to them so much, you know what I mean? And the the enemy tries to beat us down. He tries to stop us from sharing when, in fact, you were the first people that pushed me out to give my testimony, okay? I can remember standing on, uh, you said you didn't remember me being here, but I stood on that side and I faced that (laughs) way because I didn't want to stand in front of you. You know what I mean? But I'm here to say that I can. you just got to keep doing it. Got to keep doing what God's called you to do. There's been times where my husband's had to, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. had to pull over and let me throw up. And I'm telling you, I guess maybe the spirit wasn't there or the enemy was attacking me. I'm not really sure what was going on, but I know that I could not wait to get out of there. It was the worst I'd ever done. And I guess I was there for these two ladies. One lady rededicated her life, and one lady got saved, okay? I was there for that one soul, I know for sure. Well, I never thought they'd ever have me back at their church, but on September 30th, I was the first one on the list to come back and preach their recovery conference, and the very lady that got saved under my testimony is the lady that's over the conference. So that shows you that it ain't what you do, right? It's not what I do. It's what Holy Spirit is going to do through me. So that is for somebody now. Done it with my, I will not never forget the first time you had, had me give my testimony. Knees are shaking and just nerves, you know, nerves and fear. And listen, if the enemy can stop you with that giant of fear, he will. He'll stop you. you got to keep pushing. Keep doing it, even with your knees shaking. Even if you have to go step off and go get sick <laughs> and come back. Just got to keep doing it, okay? And Because he has got a plan for you. It is training you. We're all in training. We're being trained to be great warriors for the Lord, okay? And that's what it's about. So we just got to say yes to his will. Spend time with him, right? Pray, keep doing what he's called us to do. When I first started, I was on the choir. You know, drove the church van, painted the bathroom. Whatever I could do to do from my Lord because I love him. My life scripture is Luke seven forty seven. for her sins, which were many are forgiven, for she loves much, Right? That's the that's the part I hold on to right there. Listen, if we truly know, we've all been forgiven of much. So much that Jesus had to die for us for sure. But I am just so honored and so excited to be here, y'all. I didn't get pictures to show y'all, so y'all have to look at my board out there. But I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna tell you a little bit about my story. I don't wanna go too much into all that because I do feel like I have a word for the church. That the Lord has dropped uh, into my spirit. Uh, the other day I was sleeping. And I can remember these women and these people were, were coming. And I was about to speak. This is in my sleep. I was about to speak. And um, I, was, I had a piece of paper. And I was trying to hurry up and write down this stuff for the church and for the ladies. And when I woke up, I had to get a piece of paper and write everything the Lord gave me. I knew that was from the Lord. It was on time, okay? So anyway... The devil tried to take me out when I was real little. Like, I um, have had abuse my whole life. I won't go into a lot of that, but I was abused as a kid. I had a, a stepmother who was very abusive, who is now saved, living for God, the best mother uh, you could ever imagine. She's just amazing, What she had the transformation in her life. Um, she checks on me every morning and every night. She came and heard my testimony at Lakeview the first time, gave her heart to the Lord. She is still in church, and she is amazing, okay? Um, And so I had that abuse, so I got married at 16 years old to a man who was paranoid, schizophrenic, and he tried to kill me and my children. Now, I had two beautiful daughters, okay? I have one that still needs prayer right now. She knows the Lord. She's came to the Lord. We've done conferences together, and then she went back out on drugs, okay? Because I lost her. You know, I lost her. She's been through a lot. She still has some unforgiveness, and when she's straight, she has forgiveness. So anyway, pray for her. Her name is Sandra. But I had a baby. My my second born was 11 months old, and some of you may remember me telling you this when I was here before. But it's been, been a lot of years ago. So, um, she was 11 months old. Her name was Jennifer, and my best friend I let that was pregnant kept my my oldest daughter the weekend before. And then the weekend after, she was trying, She said she was trying to get used to having a, a, a kid. But I was getting high. I wasn't on the needle yet, but I was getting high. So I let my baby go with my best friend. And the story that I got one time when, when Tammy was drunk was that she was left in the car and she froze to death in winter and died at 11 months old. Now, look, I don't have all the details because my friend was drunk crossing Melbourne Highway and got hit by a car and died. So that put me on a downward spiral, trying to investigate, trying to find out what happened to my baby. Um, the devil tormented me with that. And that it just it just broke me. Listen, God has reassured me my baby's in heaven. My baby's in heaven with Jesus. She's better off than my daughter that's on drugs. So I hold on to that. Okay, I can talk about it now, but used to I would medicate on drugs, okay? That's when I got on the needle. My dad was uh my, my family's been a life of dysfunction, okay? Drugs, 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 drugs. My dad um, had a, a really good friend who kind of helped me get away from my ex-husband who tried. He was always, you know, beating on me and stuff. Well, anyway, he uh, was on the needle, and I wanted to medicate, so that's when I first got on the needle. And, of course, you know you, you, know you got to do what you got to do to get your drug, right? That's where I got into working for an escort service. I got into being a prostitute, got into... You'll just be in that Ivy, like I said, Ivy junkie lived in a condemned house with the windows spray-painted black and nailed shut. I will give God glory by saying, now I own four homes. (laughs) God gives you double for your trouble, honey. I mean, honestly, he is so good to me. He has literally made it. See, I work at Teen Challenge, gave 13 years uh, to Teen Challenge. I still work for Teen Challenge, but only God because they didn't want to let me go when I was going to step back. It was time for me to leave team challenge. And they said, we're going to hire you to pay from home. So I schedule all the pastors and all the churches from home on the phone, and they pay me to do it. And I get however many hours that I that I can, however many I want. So I make my own schedule. God is good. Um, so anyway, he's just made a way where I can go out and do ministry and do all these things that he's called me to do, okay? Um, and so anyway, I told you, I, It's okay to touch on it. You touched on it this morning in Sunday school about this uh, uh, sexual morality in the church. We got to stop it, y'all. We got to get rid of it. This is one of the things that I normally preach on when I go to the treatment centers because you don't realize that. Okay, so so me, I was sleeping with all these drug cooks. I'm just laying it out there, y'all. They were having church to get good drugs, they were having church for the devil. Some of them were, okay? And by me sleeping with them, I was becoming one with them, okay? So, and there's scripture that, for real. You become one with whoever, just like whenever you get with your husband in consummate, you become one with the Lord, right, and one with each other. I became one with a bunch of drug cooks, and I took on all their evil spirits. And that's the reason I walked up in that church looking like death, y'all. I just want to throw that out there, and I'll, I'll leave that be. But we've got to let that down. We got to let it go. We got to let pornography go. We got to protect ourselves. We got to protect our witness, because we're running out of time, and 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 God has got things for us to do. Right? He's got things for us to do, and we've got to stop. We've got to stop um, doing all that stuff. So. So anyway, because of all of that, I was controlled by Jezebel, and I was. You know, in the, the scriptures, the man with the legion of spirits, I was that woman with a legion of spirits. And I was stronger than I stronger than I normally should have been. And I was full of hepatitis C. God healed me, hepatitis C. I go back and get tested. I didn't have to do any kind of uh, medicine or anything. I prayed the word of God over myself. He healed me of it. I, I've been back many times to the doctor. It's not there. They just said it's not there. It's not dormant. It's not there. God has healed me of it. And I never had to touch medicine, Okay. God knew back then when they first diagnosed me with it is when you had to do that that shot of interferon every day for a year, and he knew I couldn't handle another needle. I mean, God is good, okay? So anyway, let's, let's go ahead and talk about what I'm doing now for the Lord, because y'all can imagine all that other stuff, right? Um, so I had no idea God was going to get me to do any of this stuff. This is not something that I come up with, everything that the Lord has me doing, it's them that they have a heavenly father that loves them. They don't have to be what I used to be, right? And so that, that ministry, we've been doing that about six years. And so it's a phenomenal ministry. It's just so excited what the Lord's doing. And he just told me, to, he just told me I went to a mission trip and he told me to start that ministry. And, and I just done what he told me. I didn't know what was going to happen and it's just exploded, okay? Because it's God's ministry, right? We just do what the Lord tells us, right? And so, so I have to tell you, I have to tell you these things because he's got me leading these multiple ministries. Then I've got this other ministry that's really phenomenal. Okay, so in Hot Springs, I worked as a stripper. I worked at Centerfold, right? Um, and so I have a ministry called Out of the Darkness, and it's based off 1 Peter two nine. And we've had that one going for about four years. Um, we go in there every month, and we. Uh, We pour into those girls. We pour into them. I've been to funerals. I've been to um, uh, hospitals, because when things are going wrong, they have nobody. They said nobody loves them, so they'll reach out to the church, right? And then we'll go and we'll go minister to them. Some of them have came came to church, and we just got done on in December. We just had church in the strip clubs. I'm not joking, y'all. I got to give God glory. I'm gonna I'm going back up my hair on that because gotta give God glory for Pastor Mike and Andrea because back then they had a ministry, street reach ministry, and I used to dance in that very club, and the lady that I did drugs with her son, okay, knew I was in there, and they would go down there and lay hands on that building, okay? God can use anything. And they would call my name out that club and they had no idea I would end up at Lakeview. I mean, ain't God good? I mean, He can do anything, y'all. Don't ever think that that. It, some things may seem very little, but they're just so big to God, and nothing's too big for Him. So, for Christmas, we went in. Uh, we went in, and, and the pastor's wife, Emily Stevenson, she preached the word. I gave my testimony. We did. I got to dance on that. There's pictures out there. On the very stage that I used to used to dance and strip, I got to dance for Jesus. So. Because I'm, I'm on a dance team for Jesus, it's called Signs of Praise. So, God takes our pain. If you don't know what you're called to do, think about your pain. Think about it. That is your ministry. That's where your compassion's at. Mine is with the attic. It's with the strippers. I love those girls because I've been there. I can mark. I can go in there and tell them this is the very spot I used to sit at when Lakeview Assembly called me and prayed me. I mean, pray for me out that church. Prayed me out of the church. I'm telling you, God is bigger than anything. An example, don't tell me that you know what it feels like to lose a child unless you've lost a child. Now, not that God can't use you, not that God can't use you to part wisdom into him, but I know that pain, and there's nothing like a pain of losing a child. And so I can encourage you with compassion, right? I can pray for you, and I can tell you, how to get to Jesus and get your healing, right? Amen. Are y'all with me? I love y'all. <laughs> God is good. I see a lot of tears. Listen, Jesus is good. He is so good. He has healed me. Y'all, he's healed me of all of that. I also uh, have the privilege of working, and I have a job that's just amazing. In six days six days in a month, I make as much as I did at Teen Challenge, three as a week. <laughs> And I get to work with women at this place called the Hope Movement, and I get to pour into women, and I love it. It's amazing what God's doing. The other thing, I'm just touching on these real quick to show y'all what God can do, and then i want to get to where I feel like he's wanting me to share with y'all. Um, the other thing is daughter Rise, I would have never thought he would have me. I'm just learning about deliverance. I know you work in deliverance. <laughs> Blows my mind. Andrea's phenomenal. We've had her there twice to speak at the conference. I encourage y'all, if you can get there, get some women together and get to the conference. We do a a Daughter Rise. It's really became a movement because uh, I'll just tell you, I was praying one day to be part of someone else's conference. I was ready to share at someone else's conference. And the Lord spoke to me clear as day. And he said, I want you to start one at your church in the spring and about the broken. It became a deliverance conference. I had no idea. People want to know all the details. I don't know. We're just going to do it and be obedient and prayer team and there's they're back there delivering these getting these girls delivered and I mean you know I'm talking about bodies contorting and everything you can see it if you know if you know it and you've seen you can see them and they took her in the back room and spent about an hour with her right she comes out we're we're water baptizing uh, pastors water baptizing all these women that are in line the girl dives in the, <laughs> she dives in the water okay <laughs> they had to go and pull her back out they had to pull her back out and take her in the back room and do some more deliverance and then come out Come out and put her back in there, and and then and then the 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 prayer leader had to get in there to help him dunk her. <laughs> it was wild, but let me tell you, God, God, but let me tell you what's so exciting to me about this, Andrea. Do you remember when I when I went to that women's conference and this lady spoke for hours and I said I'm going to the altar, and I went up there, the raindrops, and these ladies gathered around me and they they. Put their hands. I remember a lady putting their hands on me, and then I hit the floor. Y'all, was going to have to be real for me, okay? But I hit the floor, and I wasn't wet, but I felt these big, giant raindrops falling on me. God was washing me, y'all. I know he was washing me, and he was kicking those spirits out. He was getting rid of them. And my, and my, my, the presence of God was on me so strong, my body was convulsing, okay? There's something about water, too. God speaks to me in water. But anyway, they had to pick me up and put me on the church van. I convulsed for, I don't know how long it was, but I felt good. There was nothing wrong with me. I felt good. I was just convulsing my, just everywhere. Just, I don't know how to explain it. And I was so close to God. They wouldn't let me go home by myself. They put me in this room at Miss Judy's house and I heard an audible voice and it's changed my life. That was the time, first time he'd ever called me to be about souls. Okay. He said, bring me souls. Mm. Come on y'all. Bring me souls. I didn't know at the time he had called me, right? But this is where my heart is at. It's about souls, souls, souls. That's my cry for souls, souls, souls. I just want to see people get set free, right? So isn't it something? He gave me this conference, and these people are getting delivered, set free, and they're going out, right? My dream now, like my dream was never to be a prostitute or a stripper, right, or a drug addict junkie. That was never my dream. My dream now is to be one of the biggest soul winners there ever was. That's my dream. I want to be another Billy Graham. I don't care. I know i got a long ways to go. But God can do it, right? I keep telling him, Lord, I'm running out of time. I'm 54 years old. Open doors, open doors, open doors. And he is steadily just opening doors for me. So anyway, God will use what we've been through. Not that he uses us. He did not have to, but he does. And he will... If we'll go out and we won't be ashamed, ashamed to tell what we've been through. Listen, my life's an open book. I'm just saying, it's an open book. And that's the reason God's using me, because I'm not ashamed to tell them. And I'll make sure that I let them know that Jesus did it. I tried to, I tried to change myself. It Treatment center after treatment center after treatment. It did not work. Only God could change someone like me, okay? Now, if you're saved... And you're already set free. Please do not be someone that just comes to the church on Sunday morning when you've got awesome pastors like this that work in deliverance, okay? And that you just come in and sit, get what you get from Jesus, uh, get, come in here and be at church and then go out. We've got to get out there, right? This is the message of the Lord. I'm going to go ahead and go into it. Um, and tell you that there's many spiritual fathers and mothers in here. I am Mama Missy. I told you I worked at a men's center. God trusts me to work in a men's adult men's center for many years, and I am Mama Missy. And there is many spiritual fathers and mothers in here. Okay. Now the title I want to I want to start with, and it's just a simple title, title Are You a Soul Winner? I want you to think about that. Are you a soul winner? Because we come in here and we have so many problems and we get our, our minds on us. And, and it's, it's, it's not about us. If you're saved and delivered, you've got to get out of it. It's about him, and we've got to lead people to him. Right, y'all? Come on. We've got, we've got to do this. And everybody in here, young, old, I don't care. You are needed, okay? When I first got saved, I tell everybody this. When I first got saved, I didn't come in and want to hang out with people my age I was a lot younger back then. <laughs> but I i feel like the reason I grew so fast, Yvonne, was because I hung out with the elderly. I hung out with the people that had been sitting in church. I, wanted, I needed wisdom, okay? It's important. And there is women in here and men in here that are older of age, and they think God is done with them, and they don't have anything to do. And I'm here to tell you, you are what we need. Someone like me needs. God is not done with you, okay? You are needed, so needed, okay? Simple scripture, Proverbs the fruit of the, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who wins souls is wise, okay? Why is soul winning wise? We know that soul winning is preaching the word of God, giving someone opportunity to give their lives to Christ and save them from going to hell but it's also rescuing the perishing and the saving from dying, okay? This little lady named Judy Hibbs rescued me, okay? She went into the strip club to let me have it. Y'all have heard this story many times. I have to tell it. I wish she could come, but she's 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 elderly, and she's had many surgeries and stuff. But she, uh, the, she had a name on the street that if, her son was doing drugs at your house. She was going to call the police, and you were going to get in trouble, right? She wasn't playing. She was, she would kick in your door, and she kicked in my door. She went to my house. I was at Centerfolds down there stripping. She kicked in my door to look for her son, right? Seriously, she really did. Uh, so she knocked on the door. Someone answered it or whatever, and she kicked it open, and she went. I wasn't, in, I wasn't there. And they told her I was at the strip club, y'all. She came down there to let me have it. When she walked up to the door. She asked, asked them where I was. They said I was on the stage, and she said, I'll wait. And she flopped in that chair, and she was mad, y'all. She was angry, and she was going to let me have it. But let me tell y'all, when I walked up to her, God told her she, that I was someone else's child. And we clicked. And by then, I was so broken, y'all. My hair wasn't real. Seriously, y'all can go ahead and look at some of these pictures. My, my hair wasn't real. I was so broken and so dead and tired. I told her, I don't blame you. That is your son. We connected. She became my first spiritual mother, right? Then the second time, I just couldn't get away from her. The second time I seen her, I was in Walmart trying to steal some suntan lotion to cover up these scars on my legs, right? I had to steal hair. It's funny now, but it wasn't then. I, I just was in Sally's the other day, and I said, I tell y'all this all the time, but I'm sorry. I just come here and steal hair from y'all. So I would have hair, and they'd they just laugh about it, you know. It's, it's true. I had to have that. I had to have this dark suntan stuff to cover up these scars, right? Anyway, I seen her, I seen her, and she gave me this little card, y'all. Don't think that passing out cards to the church can't help nobody because I kept that card, okay? And when I got broken in my own, I feel like uh, my own cousin wouldn't come get me because she was embarrassed of me to go to the, her little Baptist church. That's what I feel like. I can't say that's 100% true, but that's what it felt like. I went to her, and I found Miss Judy, and Miss Judy come and got me for church, and she brought me to church. She poured into me, y'all. She was a soul winner, right? She poured into me. She had to get out of her pocket and pay for me to go to these conferences, okay? She had to take me to eat. There's things that we may seem like don't matter, but it does matter, okay? And everybody can do something, right? So, anyway, are you a soul winner? So, When God called me, He has equipped me, right? If He calls you, He's going to equip you, right? Right? Come on. I guarantee you, if you've been through drug addiction, you can tell somebody else that's been through drug addiction how to come out. Come on, you can tell them. And I, I'm a firm believer, y'all, be the first one. If you've not ever touched drugs, be the first one to pour into a drug addict. We're so bad about judging and looking at the needle marks and the scars, all that. But you need to be the first one because when God gets a hold of someone like that, that's come out of that, I promise you, and they fall in love with Jesus like you're doing, when they fall in love with Jesus, they'll be a soul winner, honey, okay? Man, I just want to do everything God tells me to do. I'm just, oh, because I love him, y'all, so much. I'm so in love with him. So anyway, we just lost another friend, you know, who overdosed. It really just breaks my heart. Andrea touched on a little bit of that. This morning, you know, we get tired of seeing them come in and go back out and come again, and and we just we just can't. We've just got to stay here, stay here, feed on the word, pour it, do what God tells you to do, and and stay grounded. I'm telling you, there is. I tell everybody, there is a delivering power in the Holy Spirit. There is a delivering power. We shouldn't be having to. We should not be having. Let let Andrea and Pastor Mike get their hands on you, because there should not be. Uh, you having to go back and forth, back and forth, when God can deliver you from it, right? All right. He's, he's training it up, y'all. He's training it up. I hope they're not leaving because of me. <laughs> I love you. I talked to her. She's awesome. God done healed her, boy. God healed her body. Woo! Come on. That spirit infirmity had to Go. Honestly, y'all, it's it's kind of crazy because we don't realize that when we're out there and when we're in our addiction and we're in all that, we don't realize that it's just spirits, and Holy Spirit's bigger. I mean, think about it: spirit of infirmity, spirit, is, addiction's a spirit, lust it's a spirit. They're just spirits, and they're like this compared to God, right? God can wipe them all out. It's crazy. That was free. <laughs> I just, I don't know where that came from anyway. I'm just, I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Y'all probably know some of this stuff anyway, but. Man, anyway, so I told y'all that I was just broken, bald. Can y'all just imagine? That's why I don't cut my hair much. Just bald and teeth knocked out, and God had to reconstruct me. Okay, he can do it. If he can do it for me, he can do it for anybody. And some of y'all got some family members, and y'all want to give up on them. Don't give up on them. My grandmother prayed for me for about 14 years, I think it was. She prayed and prayed and prayed, and she did get to see me get saved before she died. And I'm grateful for that. But don't give up. Stay on your knees praying. Okay. All right. So my church at Lakeview clothed me, fed me, prayed for me. They did everything. They gave me rides to the church, and they didn't play with me neither. They didn't just pat me on the back. Like Andrea, one time I messed up with a boy after six months before I got with my husband, y'all. And she didn't. I'm just giving you all this because it's good to get correction, right? She didn't pat me on the back and say, it's all right, Missy. You just repent. It's going to be all right. Listen, I, I love you and I respect you because I never went back to doing that ever again. She corrected me. She said, look, you broke your witness with him. You broke your witness with Miss Judy because it was her grandson, the lady got me in church. She said, and you broke your witness. You need, you need to repent. So I had to go to him and repent. I, and I crawled. Anyway, I crawled from the back of the church all the way to the front, y'all. I had such conviction. And because of that, I honor you, okay, because you did it in love, because you cared about me. And I know I'm, I'm doing like going off here and here, but the Lord's taking me everywhere. <laughs> Hopefully it's the Lord and not me. Anyway, so where's your love meter for the lost? Honestly, I want you to think about that. When you see someone on the streets and you can tell that they're a drug addict, do you run from them? I want you to think about that. Do you run from them? Come on, baby. Listen, I love that. Go get them, girl. This message is for you. Go get them. Go get them. I love that you do that because you're needed. See, God's gonna bless you for that. If you if you do that, He's gonna pour it out on you. I mean, in every way possible, spiritually, physically, financially, every way possible. If you're about souls, He's going to do that. Okay, man, you might be the this and because um, He says hot, revival's coming to Hot Springs, you know. It's, so anyway, He was giving some examples and it just blew my mind. I was like, okay, because I remember what I used to look like. And he was talking about how when revival breaks out, and I'm talking about, we get a little glimpse of revival, a little soul here and a little soul there, but I'm talking about when they're lined up out the door. They're lined up to get in the door, right? And he, um, he was talking about how when revival broke out, how his church done, and he thought, oh, these little ladies, he said, these little ladies are going to get me. And he was talking about how there was men that were tattooed like snakes. They were on motorcycles and they were driving by, and, the, and they just heard a voice that said, you need to go to this church, and they went. Okay? I'm talking about revival, real revival. Okay? He's preparing us. Okay? I'm talking about he said there was women out there on, in bikinis, suntanning, on a blanket out in the line. Come on. When I first got saved and come to church, the ladies had to clothe and dress me and teach me how to dress. I didn't have nothing but stripper clothes. Huh. I'm just saying. He said there was a couple of prostitutes that kept coming back. They would come in, I'm talking about half naked, and he was sitting over here. And he said he thought that these ladies were fixing to come and get him. The pastor, he said, he said he thought they're fixing to say something. And he said, you know what they did? He said they, you know, those prayer cloths that when people fall out, those prayer cloths. He said they gathered around the ladies. This is this is what we got to be ready for. He said the ladies didn't judge or try to run them out because of the way they were dressed. They picked up and they didn't want to embarrass them. So while they're in the altars, they picked up the prayer cloths and they made a a wall all the way around them. So the men couldn't look at them. I'm just saying, that blows my mind because it's coming. And they're not going to look like you. I didn't look like you. I mean, that's true. They're coming and God is preparing us because it's getting closer, y'all. Are you a soul winner? Run to them. You can do your part, okay? All right. I love y'all. All right, I'm going to throw this scripture out here. Y'all know it. The older must teach the younger. It breaks my heart when I've been to churches, and some of them will come up, some of the elders will come up in the church, and they say, we don't know what to do anymore. What do we do? When they're the most needed. To me, they're the most. We need you. It's so true. Titus 2, 3 through 5. The older women likewise that they be reverent in behavior, not slanders, not given to much wine. How about no wine? <laughs> I'm just saying. If I see you drinking or taking a drink or smoking a cigarette, I'm probably gonna be like, uh-uh. she's got an addiction. So sorry. Teachers of good things that they admonish or teach the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient. To obedient to their husbands. This is my covering right here. My sweetheart's my covering. To be obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Okay? You're needed. I see some silverheads out there. You're needed. I praise God for you. The wisdom that's inside of you. We can all do our part, y'all. I told y'all I had to be taught. It's so funny because when I first came to church, I'm going to tell this funny story. When I first came to church, I didn't have anything but stripper clothes. So I went to my aunt who was a 2X. I was a lot smaller then. I've gained some weight. I'm trying. (laughs) But anyway, she had this big skirt, and I was so desperate for God and to get to church that I took this skirt and I doubled it and I pinned it. And then I had a crochet sweater. I promise you, and I didn't, I, I looked horrible, but I was so broken, I did not care. And let me tell y'all, I did not want, I had had, I had. been used up, and I didn't want nobody looking at me. And I teach women, cover it up, cover it up, don't be tempting those men, and likewise the other way. So important, okay, that you cover yourself. I used to wear dresses, that the ladies would teach me, and I would wear dresses to wear they were like, Mary, I, have a, I had a Mary Poppins dress. I had a red Mary Poppins dress. It came all the way to here, all the way to the floor, and I mean, I was up to here. <laughs> and I remember my poor little husband, um, the first time he met me out in the, in the sanctuary, no way in the sanctuary, it was in the foyer, he said he tried to talk to me, and I, he said I was so rude I wouldn't even talk to him. He said he tried to say hi to me, and I shot out of there. I didn't want to talk to no men, you know what I mean? It's just funny. You know, I, it's just funny to me now. I'm thinking, hmm, well, you know, my husband also almost left the church. He told me the night before we got married, he said, I, he said um, if Lakeview, I don't know how to say it, don't kick her out of the church, right? Here, you you got to tell the story. Y'all got to hear this. This is real good.
1: Well, as y'all know now, she is very vocal.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I, I was a, a new Christian. And I'm in church, and I'm getting into it, uh, really receiving what's being said and really concerned about it. And she's so loud and and crying and, and screaming and going to the altar every time and just, well, she was really interfering with me and God. So I said God look here one of us has got to go and it's okay if it's me I mean I've been at the church and I really enjoyed it and I didn't want to leave but so God sure got a sense of humor he didn't tell me right then but I can look back now and and know that I was going to leave and I meant it I mean I I'm, she's just getting in the way but the sense of humor is he knew all along that I was going to marry her so so you never know you just never know
2: I know that goes totally off but I wanted y'all to hear that that's funny hilarious God is so awesome Oh, man and he's so quiet and I'm so loud but you know we balance each other I needed some balance in my life. You know what I mean? So, praise God. <laughs> all right. So, ladies and, and men, fathers, you are needed, okay? All right. I don't even need my notes for all this, but I just want to, uh, I just know that God is preparing us, y'all. I didn't say all that. Okay. You touched on Hosea this morning. God told Hosea to marry Gomer the prostitute. And Andrew was talking about that in Sunday school. I just love that. I just love that. I think about, like, I don't know if y'all have seen the movie, Redeeming Love. Um, and I think about Gomer, and in the movie she had some pain, you know. Her mother was a prostitute. She was sold into prostitution, right. And and we know it's talking about Israel and all that. I, I, I understand all that. I just um, was thinking about her her pain of why she became a prostitute, right? And so Hosea reassures Gomer Gomer that despite of her former sin, right, that's how God does us, right, he will keep his promises, right? He will love her and be loyal to her. This is why I'm so in love with Jesus, right? He's so loyal, and he's so good to me. And that's why I'm just so in love with him. He's the only one that will never hurt me. He's the only one that will never hurt you, right? My husband is a want. I don't ever want to lose him. But my Jesus is a need. He's a need. He's my need, right? He's greater than my husband. I mean, I love my husband with a deep love, but he's greater than my husband. And so the parable of Hosea and Gomer foreshadows the perfect redeeming, and passionate love that God has in Christ for all of his people, right? Throughout all history. And that's the way he is. That's why we don't need to judge the drug addict or the prostitute or anybody that's in sin regardless. I mean, they just need to repent. We need to pray for them, right? And and encourage them to get back to God, and you may have there may you may have to take someone like Andrew or someone with you to do some some correction if you have to you know if you can't do it in love because you need to be able to do it in love okay they need to know that it's because you love them right and then not run them out of out of the church so so anyway let's go ahead and turn to the adulterous woman in John eight two through eleven got to get some scripture in here right we're about done though. then I want to pray for y'all, if you don't mind. Okay, so, 8, 2 through 11. I'm sweating. Whew, Jesus is good. He is so good, y'all. What an honor to be here on my anniversary tomorrow. Okay. And early in the morning, he came again to the temple, and all the people came into him, and he sat down and taught them. And the scribes and Pharisees brought into him a woman taken in adultery, and when they had her set in the mist, they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. They're already accusing. <laughs> now Moses that was one of those kisses, Brother Mike's talking about. Now Moses in, in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? This they said tempting him that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger rolled on the ground as though he heard them not. I think about that. You know, maybe he was. You have done if y'all would have seen me. And the way I looked, right? I'm just saying. Come on. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for that. All right. So. I know the grace of God. Okay. I know the grace of God. And that goes back to my life scripture. For her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. Right? Y'all know the grace of God too. Now, maybe it's my job. Maybe let me say, maybe it's not your job to go out to Centerfold to go into the strip clubs. Okay? Maybe it's not. Maybe that's not what you're called to do. Maybe it's your part. Maybe it's my. Maybe it's my job. Example to go out and get them, and maybe it's your job. To get them when they get here. Right? Think about it. Not everybody's called to go in the strip clubs. Not everybody's called to minister to the drug addict. Although you can. I'm not saying that you can't. Because you got a lot to give. Matter of fact, the greatest testimony to me is someone who's lived for God their whole life. A woman that has stayed pure until marriage is the greatest testimony that I've ever heard in my life. Because my life, my family was dysfunction and I'd never, never had any of that, right? So I want you to think about that, okay? What has God called you to do? Maybe it's to clothe them, to pray for them. I I mean, it's just that simple. It's It's just a simple message. But I can remember coming to the altar and crying and crying like I did. And I can remember little kids laying their hands on me. I could feel little bitty hands on my back of children praying for me. And I was so dirty. I couldn't believe that. I was so dirty, Okay. And a child would pray for me. We can all do our part, whether it's just come up and pray and show love and not judge, right? Maybe you need to wrap a cloth around someone who's not dressed right or something. Anyway, it's just that simple. It's just a simple message. And we know that some plants, some water, and some increase, right? And I had some more, but we'll just stop right there. I want to pray. If if you are... Okay, I told the Lord I never want to share what's on my heart ever again. I never want to share my testimony without first doing a salvation call. So is there anybody here that has not given their heart to the Lord? Anybody? My heart is to see souls ran to the altar. Everybody's here is saved, right? Do not leave here. I'm serious. Do not leave here. Yes, sir. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Come on up. Come on up, baby. If you if you don't mind, come on up. Jesus says if you'll be if you're ashamed of him, he'll be ashamed of you. Brother Mike. I'm